Welcome to the second episode of the Nut and Balzac podcast. My name is Zach Monto. And I am Autumn McNutt. And we are two twin flames tearing up the South. Let's tear it up. Oh my god, we're talking about being raised in the South today. Yes, being raised in the South. Ooh, bless your heart. Winder. Win- oh yeah, winder. That's a good one Which too. Which means window. Um, My mom always said, you are slow as molasses. have you ever heard that one have you ever heard um wild hair up your ass okay yeah that one you taught me i guess okay because we're from different styles that's the thing yes also i've said that in a group of people and they've looked at me like i'm so strange yeah because i don't know anybody has ever said a wild hair up my ass you say it now i do i do you got it you got it it's trending i love that you use that now (laughs) i know so i'm from texas I'm from Virginia, which a lot of people associate with the North, but where I'm from is definitely the South. The sticks. It's on the border of West Virginia and Kentucky, kind of. And Kentucky? Yeah. Oh my God. Like, we are literally a a little pocket at the end of, like, the Virginia state line. Yeah, because your, I feel like your South is a little different than my South. I feel like Texas is a little more Western in most of it, but, like... I didn't realize until I went to school in South Carolina, I was like, damn, I'm in the South, South. When I think of Texas Southern, I think of like cowboys, big hats, <laughs> big boots. Yeah, riding our horses to school. What? You know that I always get asked that when I remember specifically when I would go on vacation places when I was younger, when I was probably like 12, 13, 14. Everyone would always ask us, oh, y'all from Texas, oh my god, y'all from Texas. And I'm like, yeah. And people would, like, tourists on vacation, like, we go to New York, we go to New Jersey, we go to, like, random places, and people would be like, oh my god, do y'all ride horses to school? We're wow. Just par- we just park them like cars. I just rode the bus. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, bus girl. Wait, you rode the bus to school in high school? Yeah, I was poor. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know that. Wait, you rode the bus? No. The nasty, stinky bus? <laughs> Peasant. Wait. <laughs> you were a plebe. No, I love that. It made you who you are today. Do you Back love to your that? roots. Back to your roots. Wait, I did not know that you rode the bus to school. Was that? I mean, okay. When I was little in elementary school, I, I, yeah, no, I rode the bus. I rode the bus up until uh, maybe, maybe middle school. I rode the bus a couple times when I moved to Greenville home but my mom then started to come and pick me up because it you know her work schedule worked out that right, way right. and then i i got my license pretty early so i was driving myself same yeah i was yeah. as soon as i could anyway so <clears throat> you don't ride horses to school in no, texas i don't ride horses I, I drove my car when i could and then before that my mother was great and she drove me to school um and it was always i mean it's very like did you ever have in the morning like it's another southern thing. I feel like everything's slathered in butter. Everything's slathered. They, they make... You mean mandarin? Ma- what? Mar- margarine. Margarine. You said mandarin. Uh, That's a language. You said mandarin. I meant margarine. I was margarine. trying to bring it back. Yeah, from last episode, the margarine whole spiel. Let me tell you something. No, because it was actual butter, and that's how I figured out I was lactose intolerant, because I would shart myself every day in PE class, and it was not fun. What do you mean everything was, like, covered in butter? In in the South. It's like the whole thing in the South. 
they southern moms especially will like put a whole cube of butter in something oh yeah like, no oh my, my grandma God. does that when that's she makes mashed saying. potatoes it doesn't need that much she throws in two that, sticks of butter i mean it saying. tastes damn good but jesus christ but that's what i'm saying is like that is a strict difference that is like one thing that is so different i feel like in the south and versus the north it's like butter here is like in everything yeah, no, which that is, is like, very true. Which is very hard for us now, obviously, because neither of us can do milk products. Yeah, no, I products. had to convince my grandma at Christmas and Thanksgiving to make everything with vegan butter. Which I'm sure she was like, what in the hell? I mean, she was at first very hesitant, and then she tried it, and she's like, this tastes the same. It tastes even better. And I was like, thank you, country exactly. crop. Come on, country crop. Country crop. <laughs> It's even on our butter. We're country. Even on our vegan butter. Even on our vegan butter, we are still country. I love it. I know. My mom had to really adjust because now she doesn't do dairy products anymore either. I I mean, she cheats sometimes. To be honest, though, that's the thing. When you've had it that much Mm -hmm. and you've literally just pumped your arteries full of butter and dairy and milk from like... Because like, yeah, southern, southern women, southern cooking, all dairy. Yeah, no, and truly. And then when you get older, it gets to a point where your body can't handle it anymore. Then you become um, lactose intolerant and can't do it anymore. Because dairy isn't bad for you. Exactly. Like, truly. It is, but I mean, it's damn good. But it is good. It is. But I mean, then, that was really hard for me to take out dairy, but... For me, it was easier just because of the stomach pains that I got. I would have... It would feel like somebody was literally stabbing me with a knife and twisting the yeah. knife in my stomach. And then, like... The shards are just too bad. They're oh painful. my god! It makes your asshole burn. Burn. If your asshole is bleed. on fire, and sometimes there's blood, and sometimes there's blood. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's very interesting that like every southern region, even state, is pretty different. Like I was from Virginia, which was its own thing truly like its own existence of like southern people it's completely different from your southern completely different from south carolina because when i moved to south carolina when i was in eighth grade i talked different like i had a very very thick southern accent and people would ask me to speak and i'm like wait aren't we still in the south like we're in south carolina but then you had this like mix of people from everywhere so because i lived in a city and i'd never lived in a city before so i was kind of like this oddball out with this weird thick hillbilly accent that everybody wanted to make fun of right yeah and yeah it, it was Still just it was an adaptation thank you <laughs> thank you so much i think i've worked no, on my accent a lot you were more southern I, I was, than me i was just about to say my accent comes out way more than even just like that you go my accent my accent does it comes out a little more when i drink mine comes out a little bit yeah well you you've really worked on like all of the vernaculars and like all of your vocal like all of that you've worked really well on i feel like you have more of a neutral accent than well like, I do. you know why when i went to fine arts center i was really ashamed of like my which accent. is normal it's like so normal right. i feel like to be ashamed of like being from the south because of history and because right of that's especially happened. like picking up theater I just remember coming in and I, again, was the only one that had this accent. I felt dumb. Like, I just felt stupid. Right. And they kind of made, you know, it was just like a joke. And it wasn't like nobody was mean to me about it. It was just like a joke that Autumn's like Southern, right? So I really made it a point to break this. Mm-hmm. And at that time, in high school, going into college, I had a lot of shame about where I was from, too. Like, I just really wanted to dissociate completely from not my family, but just what we existed as and kind of like where we're from. I kind of just wanted to completely dissociate myself and I'm like, I want to change my voice. I want to change my image, right? right? Because there's just a lot of things that 
There's, a, I mean, well, there's, there's a lot there. Being raised it in the is. south, being raised with prejudices, being raised, you know, that's a lot of, of stuff you got to break through. A lot of barriers you got to right. overcome. So that makes sense. I feel like for me, I was also kind of living in that shame a little bit. But you know, I had a, an influence who truly helped me so much. Her name is, you might know her. Beyonce or Queen B, who thank God is from H Town. Why did from... I think you were gonna say me? <laughs> you looked at me no. kind of with some like you had a sparkling eyes, and I was like, "It's me, it's isn't you. it? It's you. It's my best and I was friend." Like, no, just yeah. kidding. Um, no, Beyonce. close, but it's actually Beyonce, and mm. just because she had so much Texas pride, and she was always, you know, my idol, of course, and like mine. Queen. I was really, <laughs> I'm sorry, I got distracted. I was really inspired by her. My finger just started bleeding. That looks bad. I think it's because it's Ew, Zach, that looks bad. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Did you throw that on me? No, I was kidding. I threw the dress. It's a little part of my nail. My finger Zach, just stop. came off. Anyways, to be honest, a lot of my shame came from religion, just in terms of like, I didn't know where I was or where I stood in my religion anymore. And that's weird for me to admit because I haven't really admitted that to a lot of like my older family, you know, like I've had these conversations with my immediate family, but religion was such a big part of my childhood and was like truly like it was ingrained in us. I had to really kind of escape that to find out who I am and like where I existed in my individuality because I truly was just a product of all of those factors of my childhood. Yeah. So I wanted to kind of escape from that a little bit. Yeah. Well, Southern religious views, and then you got the, oh my God, you got the Southern pastors. Oh my God. My grandfather. Yeah. Oh my God. It's like, that can get intense. Dude. It's like, you will go to hell if you don't abide by these rules. My grandfather used to stand at the McDonald's in Grundy, Virginia, and he had a van that said, heaven or hell, turn or burn, Jesus saves. Oh my God. And he had like a little like, what are those bullhorns, right? Like one of those little oh air God. horns or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And he would scream at people and he'd go, you're going to hell. Like he would just yell at them. This was before I was born. Come on, grandpappy. But he's way chill now. We love Gramps. He's he's, love Gramps. he's fine. We love he's Gramps. Evolved. He's chilled out. He's evolved. <laughs> but um, yeah, there's just, there's just a lot there, especially with like Southern pastors, Southern religion. It gets very um, clicky, but like, I don't know. It, it gets ingrained in your family values and your morals and everything just becomes about religion and then you kind of start dividing yourself from everyone else and every other religion and then it just starts kind of getting weird right oh for sure it makes you question everything like it's like what you know what do i believe in and what's real what's not and then of course when you're growing up in those formative years like as a teenager you're like it's being pushed on your throat. Right. You're like, Jesus saves everybody. And you're just well, like, all right. And and that is so cool. And I'm very spiritual. Same. You know, I think that like the politics of religion, unfortunately, have tainted a lot of it. But I'm so into spirituality. Whatever works for you as an individual person, I'm all for. Do what, do what is good for you. Absolutely. You know, it feeds your soul in that way. But damn, girl, some of these Southern values, I'm like, woo. Yeah. I mean... But that's, that's why I like talking about it today because I did come up on a point in my life where I'm like, you know, I just have to accept where I'm from and right. love my family for who they are and 
what my childhood even existed as because I'm so thankful of where I've gotten today because like you said, you're very spiritual. I became very spiritual because I cut out religion completely. I did not know what I was, what I wanted to be, what I believed in. And then finally something clicked and then I kind of started to form my own spirituality out of my own beliefs, not necessarily based on someone else's. But I see the validity in all of it. And I do think that it's all connected in the most beautiful way. That's one thing I regret not taking in college is like a religions course. Right. Wouldn't that be so dope? I, would I feel like I got a little bit of that though with my history minor. Like, oh, true. Ben is taking like a, a world religions right now. And I really did want to take world religions. But I feel like I kind of got a t- taste of that like with Shout my out. history minor. Yeah. Shout out to our editor, Bennett. Yes, Bennett is, is our Shout editor. He's been doing so many cool things with this podcast. We love you, Beanie. We, we love, love you. Beanie, Beanie. Okay, so I kind of want to touch on the slangs again. Like, what are other... Oh, my God. There, I feel like there's so there's so many. Um, uh, my mom used to say... What did she used to say? You look like a... Uh, what was it? You look like a donkey's ass. No. What? I mean, she used to say... She used to say something so crazy. I should have texted her before. Good morning. Said, you look like a donkey's ass. And then, of course, bless your heart, which is always like. I oh, think poor that's baby. a. I think that's like a regular southern thing. Actually, I, I think that exists in all southern regions. This, the bless your heart. That that. But it's travels also, across lands. But it's also like an insult a little bit. Oh, it's always an insult. I think it's yeah. always an insult. I think if someone's saying bless your heart, right. it's like, you poor child. Right. You it's know? like, ah, oh, these pants don't fit. Oh, bless your heart. Or like, you're fat. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's another thing too. It's like less of a slang, but more of like a um, Southern way of like culture. It's like, oh baby, you know, instead of saying like, I think you should change or like, I don't really love this on you. What else do you have in your closet? Right. Just be honest. It's like, um, you look different oh that, that one, is that, bad that one is a huge thing you look very <clears throat> interesting in high school girls always got berated for what they were wearing but like guys could wear the shortest oh shortest, you mean shortest, from shorts. like the administrators the, the administ- school? yeah the ap oh, yeah. assistant principals or administrators whatever they would crack down the dress code but it would always be so sexist i feel like because it was always toward the women it was and it was like like a girl could wear the same length skirt as a guy's shorts and the guy would have no trouble it was based off of the guy's clothing yeah i just it was like really wild and of course as a guy i didn't i didn't realize that yeah until i probably was like a senior in high school and then i had a little girlfriends and they were like this is so fucked and i was like oh my god that is i feel like it also was teaching women not to embrace their sexuality which again at least i feel like in the south it's like very much women being put in a certain place or a role now like thinking back on that i kind of remember raising hell one time about my outfit because someone had said something about it or a teacher said something about it and i'm like this is my creative expression Ooh, period. i'm like this fashion is the way i express myself and yes. if you don't like it this is wrong i was like <laughs> going off and all i'm like right ladies and everybody's like girl we're not with you oh <laughs> like some girls are like right and i'm like right let's Let's raise up, right? No. Sometimes I'd be stuck in my closet screaming at my clothes because I was mad because I didn't know what to wear. And I was a closeted gay. So, therefore, I was like, how do I want to express myself but can't be too flamboyant because I'm straight? That was my battle. And I was literally in my closet looking at my clothes. Wow. (laughs) Here we go. Let's talk about it. Sex education. 
Sex education in the South equivalent to non-existent. Right. I don't know what you were taught in your in your Southern school. In my school, in it your was like, Southern school. In your Southern school, I don't know what you taught, but I was taught <clears throat> abstinence is key. Do not have sex, you will get AIDS and die. Okay, can I be literally honest? insanity? When I was in eighth grade, we had a sex ed class, and I was a little bit of like a hypochondriac when I was little. I just was scared of everything. I was scared I had cancer. I was scared I had... You thought you had AIDS? I literally watched that video. They showed us a video about AIDS. Uh, it's, yeah, they And did. it freaked me the fuck out mm-hmm. because they were like, you will die. You will die, yeah. And I went home and my I remember my aunt took a bite out of my burger and I'm like, I'm going to get AIDS. AIDS. <laughs> and I asked her, I said, have you had AIDS? And she goes, uh, oh, what? I'm, I'm very young. I don't know what I'm saying. Of and she course. said, did you just ask me if I had AIDS? And I was like... <laughs> Yeah, I need to know. You took a bite out of my burger. <laughs> and she said, no. I was scared of everything. Like, I was no. scared if I touched a handle, I was going to get AIDS. Because I but wasn't, they the, didn't explain it right. Exactly. And this is exactly why we have to have reformations in schools and, and talk about how we teach things. Because especially as a sex ed teacher and as a health teacher, you just have so much responsibility. You should be teaching it right. You should be teaching it right. You should talk about the reality of it, what happened, you know, not just abstinence and not just, you're going to get AIDS. If you right. have, like, that's not the case. I remember learning about my period and I was V confused because they were like showing us a diagram and I was like confused because there were eggs inside my body and mm. that was really, con- I was mm-hmm. thrown off. Yeah. I said, wait, no one told me this shit. No one told me I have eggs inside of me. I did not know what was going on. I didn't know, like, in my mind, I was thinking those little egg hatches and, like, something comes out. Yeah, right? They don't explain it right. They're like, well, you have eggs. And on to the next topic. Period. Period. There's a lot of stifled, well, a lot of things I feel like is stifled in the South. And there's a, there's. No one wants to talk about things that are vulnerable or or, intimate. Or what really happened. You know, I'm going to be honest. Like, I wasn't properly, you know, taught about slavery or about any of the plantations, none of that. I mean, I had to really educate myself a lot on that because I feel like it is, you know, as we talk about this all the time, we have to have these hard conversations in order to learn and to grow and evolve. And I think that a lot of teachers in the South are scared to touch some of those subjects because they are delicate, but I think you have to go in to them. Well, to be honest, a lot of stuff is taking out of our history books so that we don't learn about them well and that's a thing too it's like that's a whole that's a whole other conversation that's a whole other podcast that's what's screwed up about i think about history being taught to students because so many things are left out of your history books and they're rewritten to kind of govern a little bit well and a lot of people with southern pride there are things in the south to be prideful of. like you can you can be proud of the food you can be of what <clears throat> gravy and biscuits i'm dead honey oh, so well, proud but like soul food or like you know my family's from louisiana as well right they're very proud of their crawfish they're very proud of their seafood they're right. very proud you know there are things like new orleans my family lives you know there's something about like southern grit right like if you're raised in the south you're tough or whatever you can have those um you can be proud of that all Absolutely. of those things to be proud of but you also have to acknowledge a lot of the faults that have happened. Exactly. And like I said, that is a big fault of our our society, school systems, our, our society, education yeah. systems, literally not teaching us the correct history. Mm-hmm. Okay? So that's a lot of that as well. I think it's just a big mix of faults. Poo. That is what my grandma says. She doesn't say pool. She says poo. Let's, she let's swim say, in the poo. She doesn't say school. She says school. 
Oh, they don't finish like the last. She goes, how school? Yeah, I said that. <clears throat> That's a very southern thing too. Really? Do people like? Do people um, say that? Some, yeah. And in, in Texas, I had some people who would. I mean, Winder is one. Winder I mean, pillar. Uh, the pillow. The pillow. Okay, so in Texas specifically, I don't know if this is you in Virginia, but or or South Carolina, I don't think. But I would always get you know in our acting program we had dialect coaches, and I would always get slammed with the. I and the E substitute. Yeah. So pill, instead of like, <clears throat> I'm going to take a pill. Okay. I'm gonna take a pill. Anyone got a pill? Yeah. Can I have a pill, please? Same. And I my still teachers get... would be like, "What do you want?" And I'd be like, "A pill. A pill. You a want pill. to? Take, you want to take a pill?" I still get <clears throat> caught up on that a little bit because my a little bit of my dyslexia kicks in in my right. brain right. too, and I say like if I'm saying will, I'll be like wheel, will, heal. Like it's yeah. really. It's it's hard for me, and I know it's it's, it's like that with my mom too, because mm. you're really trying to like break it and say the right thing, but it's also one of those things that's embedded. It's so hard. Or like, I need a pen. No, I need a pen. Pen. I need to I write get, with I get a that. pen. I don't want to write with a pen. I want to write with a right. pen, and I also have a safety pin. I noticed last podcast <clears throat> so different when I'm saying well and trying to go in. I say wool a lot of the times, like. Well, I feel like that's oh. a very, like, my family does that. I think that's more Virginia than Texas. Wool. Wool. Do y'all say holler, up the holler? My mom does. Up my mom holler. is the most Southern person, I think, in my See, family. See, I, I think that, and I don't know the exact definition, but there is a big difference between redneck and hillbilly. And yeah, where I'm from, there's a good mixture of both. Right. Right? <clears throat> So it's like one of those things that people are like, oh, you're Southern, I'm Southern. I'm like, no. See, and I feel like I come from more like a little bit redneck and some of my country family and extended family. You. Probably hillbilly. I think you're probably hillbilly. I love it though. I mean, I think it's. The stories are endless. Right. It makes for great stories. It really does. They'd be crazy. They'd be absolutely crazy. Let me see something. Why, Why haven't we talked about sweet tea yet? Oh my God. That's like a southern like. You know, I've never iconic. really been into sweet tea, but sometimes I really um, I crave it. it, and I stop to get a sweet tea, and I love it. That's what I'm saying. But I don't drink it all the time. But it's like a little. It's I, literally a treat. Sweet tea to me was like water. It was like H two O. Oh my god! Did you get like a big cup of sweet tea from Chick fil A? Chick fil A or day? Chicken Express? Have you ever had Chicken Express? What the hell is Chicken Ooh, Express? Baby, Chicken Express is. Not that great, <laughs> but the sweet tea because they put like I feel like a gallon of syrup in it, oh and God. I'm like, yes, let me drink that up. I love sweet tea Ew. more than that makes me like, think of like chickens on like a conveyor belt. Yeah, just chop it up. I mean, that's so offensive to me as a vegan. As a vegan, it's fucking. But as a southerner, you get it. I get it. And you know what's interesting, too? I feel like um, a lot of Southern moms will talk like that. They'll be like, well, we don't like to use the word vagina, so we use flower. Or like her That's little what petal. my Okay, hold on. My grandmother mm-hmm. called my vagina flower pot yeah, a flower for the pot. longest time. Mm-hmm. So when people were like, you know, discussing that, and I'm like, oh, my flower pot? And people said, what did you say? Yeah. My flower pot. I would wash, you know, wash your flower pot. That is weird. Now, I will say, I'm proud of my mom. If she's listening, she probably shouldn't listen to this podcast. If my mom is listening, I am proud of my mom because my mom used to say... Penis. Uh, she used to say, <laughs> I want to teach them the, anatomically, the ana- anatomically... Anatomically. Right? Anatomically. I hope so, yeah. Anatomically. I want to teach them the anatomically correct way 
to say penis and vagina because that's what they're called and mm-hmm. that's okay to call them that. There should be no shame in calling them that. Right. So props to my mother because she did not say you're dinky dink and she didn't <laughs> say you're a flower pot. She said yeah. you're penis and vagina. And then when I would get mad and get angry, I would get really, really, really angry and red face. I said, you, you gina head. And then I would call people that. But that's on me. That's on my mom. I'm shook. <laughs> that really people, shook me for a second. I would call people Gina heads because I couldn't say the full word. But right. I knew the word because my mom taught me and my sister young. And I'm glad that that's she That's interesting that. that that's what you went to. But you that, hated vagina so much <laughs> that you go, you Gina head. Walking in my grandmother's heels at six years old, oh, wearing her it. pearls, and then calling people Gina heads, and they still didn't know I was gay. So I literally <laughs> didn't know where babies were made from. And... I asked my grandma how my mom had me, and she said that my mom swallowed a watermelon seed and grew a watermelon in her stomach, and it fell out of her stomach, and it rolled down a hill, and it hit a rock, and out popped Autumn. So I literally thought for the longest time that I was a Cabbage Patch Kid. And I swallowed a watermelon seed one time, and I was crying. like I was so scared that I was going to get pregnant and have a baby watermelon Cabbage Patch. Kid. And, if, and if that ain't Southern, I don't know what is. No, what is? All right. Well, thank you guys for listening again. Thank you so much for all the follows on our Instagram. Yes. Can't, Can't wait, wait to, to tear, tear it up with, with you, you next time. time. Bye.